Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to get everything done and still have time and energy for themselves and their families. My passion is for helping women create more heart-to-heart connection with their husbands and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in those most important relationships. The topic of today's podcast is how to get your point across without shutting your husband down. But before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a free private group on Facebook where you can come to get inspiration for your life. It's called A Life Designed, and I hope you'll join us. Also, I have created a free download called The Ultimate Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. It's a guide to help you take care of yourself in mind, body, and spirit so you can feel like your best self every day. Visit my website, tinaheisman.com, to download it. Now let's dive in and talk about how to get your point across without shutting your husband down. So today I want to teach you how you can share your opinion with your husband and get your point across in a conversation without shutting him down and causing disconnect in your relationship. Have any of you been there before? I know I have. But before we talk about how to do it, I really want to help you understand why men shut down so easily. So like I often do, I'm going to use research to support my teachings today. And the information I'm about to share with you is the result of research from author Shanti Feldhahn, who wrote the book For Women Only. According to Shanti's research, a man's greatest need is to feel that his wife respects, admires, believes in, and appreciates him. I'm going to say that again. A man's greatest need is to feel that his wife respects, admires, believes in, and appreciates him. In a survey, 75% of men said if they had to choose between feeling inadequate and disrespected or alone and unloved, they would choose alone and unloved. This is hard for me to imagine as a woman. I don't know about you, but it shows how important that respect is to a man. And guess what? Those two things are actually not independent. If a man feels disrespected, he is going to feel unloved. So they go together. So if we want to love our husband in the best way that he can feel that love, That means that we need to make sure that he feels our respect, right, and admiration. And that has to come through both our words and our actions. So it's not enough to tell our husband that we respect or admire him. He actually needs to experience it. Our conversations with our husbands are often places where they feel that lack of respect or they perceive it. That's the better word. Well, they're both good words, I suppose. Because many times, without realizing it, women tell their husbands that they don't respect them. We don't realize it. We're just trying to help out, to help take care of things, get things done efficiently. But if we think about it and we really look at our conversations, there are so many times when we tell our husband like what he should think about something or what he should say about something or what he should do about something or even that he's wrong about something. 
And when we do that, it communicates to our husband that we do not think that they are smart enough to figure out things on their own. We don't mean it like that. It's just the way it's perceived by our husbands because they so need that respect. So it hurts them deeply and shuts them down. Something I always tell my clients is that your husband wants to know that you are his biggest cheerleader. That's something to keep in mind. That's helpful. But like when we're trying to have a conversation and we all, we both want to share opinions, like how can we do that productively, right? And this is like how you'll know if he's shutting down. Sometimes he'll blow up at you and have an an anger, a reaction of anger, or other times they might just kind of walk away quietly and they're slow, like kind of simmering inside, you know, quietly. I don't know about you guys, but I have had numerous, and I mean numerous, experiences with this. Like, it used to be daily. I mean, what can I say? Before I learned this information, there was a lot more friction than I realized. My husband did both. Like, sometimes he'd blow up, and sometimes he would just quietly simmer. And so this is something that I have learned through experience and I want to help you if you are experiencing this too. So I want to tell you a little story, one example of so many that I have to share. We'll just share one today. So there was this one time when we were talking about our plans for the weekend. My husband, my son, teenage son and I were sitting around the the table and the way my husband started to speak I could tell that he was about to give my son an assignment. And I was imagining it was going to be like cleaning the garage or something. Like I just like felt this assignment coming on. And as soon as he said these three words, Tyler needs to, I interrupted him. I didn't even let him finish. I just interrupted and said, what Tyler needs to do is his homework. This immediately shut my husband down. Just totally cut him off, totally shut him down disconnect in the relationship, people. (laughs) You see, I was feeling stressed about Tyler's homework. And how ironic is that? It wasn't my homework. It was Tyler's homework. But by interrupting my husband, I showed a huge lack of respect for what his thoughts were, especially considering I didn't even know what he was going to say, you guys. I just made an assumption. I didn't even assume the best or give him the benefit of the doubt. I just had a knee-jerk reaction and jumped right on it. That's very Tina of me. And so I tried to correct it in the moment when I realized it and ask him what he was saying and apologize. But he was like, nope, not now. I was shut down. And I was like, you know, lesson learned. Who knows what he was going to say? But this is what I want to teach you. Like, that's what not to do, (laughs) right? Because in that moment, I actually took a leadership moment away from my husband And honestly, if you've read the five love languages, I drained a little love from his love tank and I made it look like I didn't respect his thoughts. And I, and I, it looked like I didn't respect him so much so that I would interrupt his speaking. So this is what not to do if you want your husband to feel connected to you, right? And I think a lot of us women, we don't even realize we're doing this, right? Like we just, we're just trying to be efficient. And we know a lot of things because we're, you know, deep involved in our families every day. And 
I don't know about you, but like kind of how it would go down for me is I would say something and my husband would have a negative reaction. And then I'm like left scratching my head going like, what just happened? Because we have the best of intentions. Yeah. Like we would never purposefully hurt our husbands. And so the other thing that I wanted to point out is one of the complaints that I hear often from women is that they want their husband to be a leader in their home. But it's really those very same women who are not letting their husband have a chance to lead because they are afraid to fail. And I don't know if you hear that little noise behind me, but someone is printing. (laughs) I am sitting right next to the printer. So sorry, guys. Hopefully that won't go on for too long. So... What I why I mention that is because if we can just take a step back and let our husbands do some of the leading, it's going to be better all around for everyone. And I promise you that, right? So what do we do when we feel strongly that we are right about something, right? Like I'm not saying that we need to just be quiet and and respect our husband by never saying our opinion. That's not what I'm saying. But I I thought I could walk you through the example from above, the example that we talked about with um, maybe the chores from the weekend, and I can kind of show you how we can handle it better and how you can share your opinion without causing a blow up. So the first thing that I would say that I could have done differently would be to, when I felt that anxiety come on about my son's homework, that I could have just taken a deep breath and let my husband finish his sentence And I see this with a lot of clients, like we have this urgency to like rush in and fix things and change things. And that causes us a big disservice. So that would be the first thing I would say is just take a deep breath and sit with it for a minute. And then the next thing that I could have done, like if I had disagreed with whatever my husband was going to say, I could have tried to first understand more about where my husband was coming from. You know how they say first seek to understand before being understood, um, that would be what I would want to work on next is just really being a good listener and trying to hear like where he's coming from. Maybe I would have agreed with him, you guys. Who knows? I don't don't even know. That's the crazy thing. I still don't know. That was years ago. So another thing that we can do, you guys, this works really well, is ask questions. Like ask for clarification on, on what he's saying. Like or ask for timing on what he thought, you know, what time, how long things would take or something like that, right? And then, like, once you have all that information and you've asked questions, then you can state your concerns or your thoughts, right? And I want to teach you how to state them more positively in a way that doesn't tell your husband he's wrong and you're right, even if that's true, girlfriends, I'm just saying. We don't, we don't want to come across that way. It's not, it's not helpful, and it's not how we really mean it anyway. We're just looking out for the best of everybody. And so I would say, remember that men love to solve problems. And so when we present a problem, it helps us get a resolution. Very cool thing, right? So for example, I could have said, I'm feeling anxious about Tyler not having enough time to study this weekend. That, if I would have said something like that, that would have opened the door for a conversation with Tyler, you know, the one who actually had to do the homework. Yeah, that kid and and Paul, my husband, about that. Like we could have worked it out as a team instead of me trying to like play dictator. I mean, that sounds kind of awful, but that's kind of what it boils down to, right? So that would have been a very easy way for me to get my point across without hurting anyone else in the process. 
And it's like just sharing your heart, sharing your concerns, sharing your vulnerability. So to kind of sum it up, I would say like the first and most important step is to be aware of how you're coming across, right? It's not always what you say, it's how you say it. That can be really big. And also make sure it's the right moment to have the conversation with him. So possibly another solution in my situation, the story I share with you is maybe I didn't say anything in that moment, but said something later in a more appropriate time. So that's something that I always teach my clients about because I, like I said earlier, like sometimes we feel like this urgency to resolve an issue like right away or only in one conversation, but sometimes certain issues take multiple conversations. So I like to tell my clients, like go into the conversation, imagining it's maybe just the first conversation and your job in this conversation is just to listen and understand. And I do like to suggest take notes even, you know, actively listen and take notes, like get a good understanding and you guys know that. It's like a, such a good rule of thumb anyway in any conversation, especially a difficult one, to listen more than you speak. And we know that there's biblical support for this and it, and it helps with this. So I just wanted to point out here to you guys, James 119, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And that's the cool thing, you guys. I swear to you, like if you will slow down and listen and understand, it will bring more peace and less anger to you and your husband. And so um, just wanted to share that because then after you listen and say you only have time for that part of the conversation, you can go start the conversation again another time and that will give you time to gather your thoughts, maybe make some notes about what you wanna say and then you can have a much more productive conversation. Because as you know, when things get heated, it just it's just ugly anyway, right? So I get it. You know, it's really hard for people like me, and you might be the same way. Like we like to handle things right away and just nip it in the bud and get it done. But slowing down and handling your conversation this way will bring so much peace. And this tool, you guys, can work for any conversation. Like big things, like maybe you're making plans to build a house and you each have different views or you have different views on how to spend your tax refund or something like that. You know, you when you can approach that conversation this way, it's going to help it go more smoothly for both of you. Both you and your husband will be able to get your point across and be understood. And that's just like a, a right or maybe not a right. I'm sorry, it's not the right word. It's just like something that we all want. It's like a deep thing that we all want is to be heard. We just all want to be seen and heard. And so if we can work on giving that grace to our spouses, we are going to be able to get our point across and be heard as well. Very cool, right? Okay, so if this is something you would like to work on cultivating further, reach out to me for a marriage life coaching session. We'll talk about like where you're at in your marriage and where you want to be and come up with a plan for how you can get there. Also remember, self-care is super important, so I have created the ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care to help you feel like your best self every day. And also, don't forget to join us in the Life Design community on Facebook. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.